On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What's going on, Colts fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your host, Cody Felger. Your other host, Mr. Derek Larger. And Derek, today we're going to – I thought it was – appropriate with training camp happening very soon uh, at the time of this recording about a week out from training camp and so I thought it'd be good to kind of just look at some Colts over under predictions I have a few predictions here and so how we're going to do this Derek is I'm going to give you a prediction for a certain player and maybe you know like the quarterback I might give you a few other ones and you'll say whether you think the player will go over that stat or under that stat and kind of what your prediction is um, along with that. And so that's kind of what we're going to do. Um, and then overall, we're going to also look at the offense and defense, and I'll give you a ranking, and you'll let me know if you think the team will be better or worse than that, over or under that. So All right. that's, what, that's what we're going to do on this podcast. All right, so All here right. we go. Sounds fun. We'll start with the most important position in, in football, the quarterback position. The Colts addressed this in multiple ways this year, obviously. First off, signing Phillip Rivers, uh, the longtime Chargers quarterback, to a one-year deal, $25 million. Um, and then obviously drafting Jacob Eason in the fourth round. Uh, but Rivers, at least this year, is probably going to be your starter, right? He's undoubtedly going to be your starter if he stays healthy. And so I kind of looked at – it's kind of interesting looking at Philip Rivers' stats from 2018 to 2019 because it's like a night and day of difference yeah. in terms of uh, – in certain different ways. And so um, for the 2020 season, I got him going for – 4,300 yards. First off, what do you think about the 4,300 yards? I I am going under with that amount of yards. I'm actually going to go under because um, I know that with the way the Colts want to run the football this year, I feel that that's going to take a lot of time away from Phillip Rivers. And I feel with that slight increase in his age, I feel that it's just going to be something where he's not going to want to throw the ball down the field 50 yards every play. So I feel it's going to be a little under that. Yeah, and you look at the difference. I mean, 2018, he threw 4,300 yards, just a little above that. And then last year, he had to throw it a lot more, so he threw for 4,600 yards. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) When he gets a running game, he doesn't have to throw it that much. I think that's a good number. Yeah. Um, I think 4,300 or anywhere within the full 4,000-yard range is probably about where it's going to go. Yeah. Uh, So touchdowns, interesting. So he went from 32 to 23, so I'm going to set it kind of in the middle. I'm going to go 26 passing touchdowns. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I, I think I would go slightly over. I think I'm going to go slightly over 26. I, I felt okay. like, you know, especially with the interception numbers, that'll probably go down. He'll have a lot more options this year. He may not have the elite wide receiver of a Keenan Allen to help him, but he's going to have a lot more options to throw the ball to in Indianapolis. So I think it'll be uh, over 26. Okay, interceptions, he went from 12 to 20. So I divided, I added those two and divided them by two. And if my math's correct, that means I'm going to predict 16 this next year. So kind of in the middle between these last two years. What do you think? 
I'm going, I'm going under, I'm going under, uh, which while I think it will be very, very close to that number, probably 14 or 15, I think it'll be slightly under. I think he's going to have a better uh, wide receiver uh, core, or like I said, better wide receiver core, better coaching, way better offensive line this year. He's not going to really throw a lot of those unnecessary interceptions. So I think 14, 15 is right where I'd be at. Okay. Yeah, I think that's about about right there. Yeah. Um, he's not. Yeah, like I said, he's not going to be forced to to throw into double triple coverage in order to try to win a game and throw it fifty times per game. Right. That's not how the Colts are going to do it. Um. So we can move on to the running backs now. Marlon Mack last year had over a thousand yards, almost had eleven hundred yards, just nine yards short of that. Uh, so I'm going to put that. I'm going to set that at eleven hundred yards because Marlon Mack didn't play in all sixteen games last year. What do you think, Marlon Mack, over under 1,100 yards this year? I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under 1,100. Okay. Uh, I think uh, 900 to 1,000 definitely sounds reasonable for Marlon Mack, uh, just with the sharing of snaps when it comes to Jonathan Taylor. Um, I just think that 1,100, he may not be the feature back for when they're in the middle of the field. I think Marlon Mack could eventually become more of a red zone running back just to the uh, way he – uh, has become a lot more shifty at the line of scrimmage. We've seen a lot of those runs where he's broken insane uh, touchdown runs in the red zone. I think that's why they're going to use him a lot more often. So that's going to reduce how many yards he gets. I view his touchdown numbers going up potentially, but yards, I'm going to go under 1,100. Okay, and that leads me to the next one. He had eight rushing touchdowns last year. He had nine in 2018. Um, so he had less rushing touchdowns last year on about 50 more attempts. Um, so I'm going to set it at eight. You think he's going to go over eight, though? I think he's going to go over eight. I think he has the potential to hit 10 this year. I do think he does. Okay. Really? Yep. Uh, and then I'll, I'll, just, I'll just also add average because I think that's important as well. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, his career, he's had a 4.4 average. He had that last year. Uh, so I'm just going to set it at 4.4. Do you think he's going to be around there? Do you think he's going to be over? Do you think he's going to be under? Because ideally, when with sharing snaps with Jonathan Taylor, he's going to see less carries than he did last year and even the season before that. Right. Uh, what do you think about his average? Well, and if I said what – if I have to follow the concept of what I said was, you know, in the red zone, you know, if you're going to run in the red zone, a lot of times that's going to make it for a much tighter uh, run average. So – I think his average yards is actually going to go down. I'm going to go under, okay. probably have him around a 3.8, 3.9 this year, right about what he was as a freshman um, in this league. But, again, I, I think that, uh, yeah, it's going to be under for me. Okay, sure, fair enough. Uh, Jonathan Taylor now. Well, let's, let's move to Jonathan Taylor. The last two seasons at Wisconsin, he's had over 2,000 rushing yards. Last year he had 21 rushing touchdowns alone. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a beast last year at Wisconsin. He's been a beast ever since he was really at the, with the Badgers. I mean, every single year, uh, even his fr- even his first year, he almost had 2,000 yards. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm going to go 1,000 yards as well because I know you just did a video on Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack potentially uh, reaching. Could one of those guys be a pro bowler? And maybe that means one of them reaches 1,000 yards. So I'm going to yeah. set it at 1,000 yards for Jonathan Taylor. What do you think? Yeah, I was thinking the number you gave me for Marlon is what I think Jonathan might reach. So I'm thinking 1,100 for him. So I'm going over wow. for Jonathan Taylor's yards, yes. Okay, so yep. you, you definitely see him as 
eclipsing the 1,000-yard mark this year yep, for sure. Absolutely. Rookie rookie running I mean, back, 1,000 yards, man. Wow. Got the 93 right. speed I mean, rating in Madden for a reason. Fastest <laughs> rookie running back, all right? And somehow Isaiah Rogers only has a 90, but I don't understand. Yeah, that, I have but, no uh, idea how that's possible, back. but okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, Isaiah Rogers had a 0. 0.1, a 0.11 second faster than than Jonathan Taylor, but Jonathan Taylor gets a 93 and Isaiah Rogers gets a 90. I That boggles my mind. Absolutely boggles Absolutely. my mind. No offense to Jonathan yeah, Taylor. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying, you know, Rodgers was a little faster than you for obvious reasons. But, I mean, the fact that yeah. you have a faster speed rating is just phenomenal to me. <laughs> right. But Jonathan Taylor is insanely fast, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. He, he, he ran a 439. I mean, at 230 pounds, that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. Nobody runs that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and kind of with your prediction, this could be the first time the Colts have two thousand yard rushers. I believe the last time was when they won a Super Bowl back in 2006, Joseph yeah. Adai, Dominic Rowe, both ran for a thousand yards. I mean, that's the kind of production you could be looking from. That's how, that's what helps you further on down the road towards the Super Bowl. It's the run game. It keeps your quarterback yeah. from having to be in those late game situations like that. The parallels are interesting, though, because Dominic Rhodes, after that season, he was kind of the veteran running back. Then Joseph Adai took over, you know, first-round pick, early-round pick. And now Marlon Maxson, in the last year of his deal, and now Jonathan Taylor potentially could do the same thing. So that's just interesting. Yeah. Uh, we can move on to touchdowns, though. Okay. Uh, I'm going to set the same there because I just don't know. Like, he had 20 rushing, over 20 rushing touchdowns last year. But, I mean, college to the NFL is obviously a lot different. Uh, so I'll set it at I'll set it at eight as well. What do you think for Jonathan Taylor? Um, that's a good one because uh, I said Marlon Mack was probably going to get a few more of the red zone opportunities, but then again, Jonathan Taylor is probably going to get his as well because you know it's that's a big guy running there too. So um, yeah. if it's if the Colts maintain to the run game the way we think they're going to. I do believe that I think that Jonathan Taylor can hit uh, that number. So I will actually go over as well. I think that he can be right at about the same amount of touchdowns as Marlon Mackett by the end of the year. Yeah, so you're predicting both these guys are going over on the touchdowns. I mean, yeah. they're going to have a lot of touchdowns this next year. Yeah, a lot of rushing right. this year. Let's look at this average. Jonathan Taylor, his average is just absolutely insane. I mean, he's yeah. almost averaging seven yards per carry. And <laughs> That's not he's, he's carried so much, right? He's, yeah. he's had so many carries. Yeah. But he's averaging insane in numbers. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But actually, last, year, last year was actually his worst yards per carry. I mean, 6.3 is still pretty darn good. Still really good. Uh, so, so I'm going to set it at – Let's just set it at what Marlon Mack had last year. Let's just set it at that because it's so hard to predict. Um, 4.4. What do you think? I think it's over. I think it's over because Mar uh, Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin throughout his career with eight-plus defenders in the box still averaged a five-and-a-half yards per carry with eight defenders in the box. So I do believe that Jonathan Taylor can get a four-and-a-half average. So I, I'll, I'll go over. Okay. And especially with the passing game that we think is going to be vastly improved uh, yep. from the season four. Uh, I think that certainly will help him. All right, we'll move on to the wide receivers here. Now, here's a guy that's been with the Colts ever since really 
you know, the, the new era and then now a newer era came into Indianapolis. Uh, T.Y. Hilton was one of the first selections of Ryan Grixon in 2012. I would say he's been the best selection out of Ryan Grixon's picks. I know that can kind of be debated with Andrew Luck, but T.Y. Hilton, has he's still playing and he's still productive. Yeah. Uh, last year was, though, his least productive year, and injuries played a big factor into that, but he yeah. still had over, five, over 45 catches, uh, over 500 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, but I'm going to go back to his 2018 season because it was one of his best seasons he's had in a while. Uh, he had 76 catches, 1,270 yards, and six touchdowns. So we'll kind of set that as the over-under for right now. I'm going to go with T.Y. Hilton, 75 catches. What do you think about that, over-under? I'm going to probably go under. I'm going to go under with that because I think with uh, the multiple different weapons that are going to try to get used this year with Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman and also the addition of a Trey Burton and knowing that Phillip Rivers likes to throw the ball to Naheem Hines, a running back like that, I feel like it's just going to take a few receptions away from T.Y. Hilton. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go under for 75. Okay, and you mentioned Naheem Hines. I didn't even factor Naheem Hines into this. I guess I'll yeah, kind of factor him. Into uh, you know, uh, yeah, we can do that at another time. I mean, we'll we'll have to do a uh, we'll have to do a episode later on of like actual stats when it comes to Naheem because that's going to be one of the most interesting players. We'll make him his own episode yeah. later on. Okay, you don't want to do an over under of him real quick. Yeah, we'll we'll just do we'll just deal with him later yeah. on. He's going to have his own episode with it. We really like Naheem Hines. Yes, we do like Naheem Hines. We're actually going to have to get him like on his own episode because of the fact he has so many different roles in the way this team plays that I think that it's important that we just kind of give him his own kind of category in that. Yeah, so stay tuned for that one. Yeah, absolutely. All right. T.Y. Hilton, 1,200 yards. What do you think? I'm going under. Um, I'm going to go under this one. Uh, I think even though I think he can hit 1,000, um, I don't know if uh, he's going to quite hit 1,200. So uh, I, I'm going to go slightly under. All right. And then receiving touchdowns. I'm going to set it at five. I'll, I'll go over. I'll go over that because he had five touchdowns and half the year he was hurt. So, I mean, I think that uh, T.Y. Hilton is vastly underrated, especially in the red zone too. So I think, yeah, five is definitely an over for me. Cool. All right, we'll move to Michael Pittman, the Colts' really first selection this year, second-round pick. Uh, I'm going to set his at 50 catches. What do you think about 50 catches for Michael Pittman this year? Um, yeah, I think that uh, that's a good one. I think Michael Pittman can get 50 catches. I said he's going to be our main red zone target, I think, with his height. So I think that he is going to get 50 catches. I'll go over. All right, uh, let's go – Let's go 700 yards for Michael Pittman. Oh, boy. Uh, if, if Frank Reich is very, very interested in what Michael Pittman can do, I have a feeling Frank Reich's going to have a lot in store for Michael Pittman. I do believe Michael Pittman will go over 700. Okay. And you mentioned you think he's going to be one of the most red zone targets. So let me test your confidence in Michael Pittman. He's going to have double-digit touchdowns, 10 touchdowns or more, over or under. You say more or less. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, I, I think 
it is quite possible. Um, if I said he's going to get over 50 catches, then I would think that the majority of those would come in the red zone. I did say that I think earlier he could be that way. So I am going to take my chances and go over. I think he'll have 10 or 11 uh, this year. Actually, I'm going to go at the line. At the line. 10. Okay. That's I'm going to go at the line. Yep. Okay. Cool. Uh, and then I'm going to throw in a caveat here because we know he's notorious for not dropping the football. All right. Three drops. Michael Pittman this year over or under I hate to say this because it's like you know it's just the Colts luck of things that uh we drop passes I'm just gonna say it just because I that's just Colts luck for me but it's gonna be I'm gonna go over with that especially with if he's gonna be that red zone target he's gonna get put into a lot of other situations that are gonna be tough for a lot of people so I think he will have a few extra drops this year, but I don't think it'll be a huge issue though. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, well, let's move to Paris Campbell, one of your boys from Ohio State. Yep. Heard a lot last year, but when he got the chance to to get the ball in his hands, he was showed flashes. Um, so you think Paris Campbell will be more healthy this year? Yeah. Um, he's got a better quarterback, an upgraded quarterback, a quarterback that likes to give his guys chances to go to make plays. So with that, Paris Campbell's more of a gadget receiver, I would say, than Michael Pittman at this point. Yeah. Uh, so let's go. Let's go with forty-five catches for Paris Campbell, um, and they may not always be those longer catches. They they may just be kind of dump offs to Paris Campbell, let him go do his thing. What do you think about forty-five catches for Paris Campbell this year? Um, I think that. 45 catches is right at about where I think Paris Campbell would be. Cause I feel like, like you said, he's going to be one of those multi-tool guys that, you know, you're going to try to get, um, you're going to try to get at a situation where uh, he's going to come into the backfield. And I don't really like to consider those passes, even though they are, you know, those little dump passes, just straightforward. That's technically a pass, but it's really not when you look at it from that standpoint, 45 actual thrown balls beyond the line of scrimmage. Um, I'm, I'm going to say slightly under just because I feel they're going to use Paris Campbell in a bunch of other ways outside of that. Okay. And you said they're going to use him in different ways. So that must mean he's getting handoffs. He's getting different stuff like that. That don't necessarily translate into catches. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. With that, so with that, let's, let's move to the yardage Paris Campbell Let's go, let's go 500 yards of offense. Now, I know what you're thinking, Derek. It's probably a little bit low balling here. I'm guessing you're going to go over with Paris Campbell, especially considering how much you've hyped him up this year. Uh, <laughs> but let me just hear your thoughts on it. 500 yards is what I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I think it's over. I think it is over because Paris Campbell has that big play mentality. Um, he's just one of those guys that can break 100 yards in a game when it comes to you know, just every single play that he has. So I am, I am going to go over that's, that's no question for me. I think 700, 600 to 700 yards easy is what Paris Campbell can do with the, with the way they want to use him. Okay. And I'm just going to put seven touchdowns because he could run it in. He could catch it. So let's go seven touchdowns overall for Paris Campbell. What do you think? Um, that's, that's interesting. Uh, well, I said Michael Pittman at 10, I said T Y probably will get around seven or eight this year. Um, what, what was in the number you said? You said seven, right? Seven. Yep. 
I'm going to go at the line again. I'm going to go at the line. I don't think it'll be under that, but I don't think it'll be quite over. So I'm going with that. Yeah, that's a tough one. I think seven's a good number. To yeah, I think seven's in. a very solid number for him. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our – so this is kind of how we're going to do it. We're going to move on to our last guy, Zach Pascal here. And then there's going to be a five and you – know, we'll, we'll even do a six wide receiver. Why not? And we're, we're going to make them a little bit different for that because obviously they're not going to get all – you know, a lot of touches – this last, you know, this, this upcoming season, if they're five and six, they'll probably play more special teams, but I'll throw something in for him real quick. Uh, the last guy, Zach Pascal. last year, he was a Colts leading receiver. He had 41 catches, 607 yards, five touchdowns. So with that, I'm going to go 40 catches for Zach Pascal. What are your thoughts? If he's the number four wide receiver, uh, 40 catches. Um, I, I think that, um, 41 catches even at number four, um, I think Zach Paschal eclipses that in by a little bit. I think Zach okay. Paschal does have more catches this year. I know he's going to have to share the load with Michael Pittman and T.Y. Hilton, but Zach Paschal's been efficient. He's been reliable. He's been one of the only guys to really stay healthy on this roster and stick around. And if they're not going to use Paris Campbell as much the way I think they are, then Zach Pascal will be the true number three wide receiver in the way that they want to use him. So I think he has more than 40 catches this year. I do believe that. Yeah, he's certainly consistent. And the coaches certainly trust him quite a lot. So yeah. I definitely could see him getting more touches and getting more catches thrown his way, especially early on when, you know, you don't, with Philip Rivers coming in, it, 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 you need guys that you can trust right away, right? You haven't yeah. built the full chemistry yet. So I think, yeah, I think that that's fair. I really do. He had 607 yards last year, so I'm going to set it at 500. 500 receiving yards for Zach Pascal. I think, I think he hits that. I think he does. I think he hits 500. I think he goes over because if he's going to get 45 catches, 45, 50 catches, I think he's going to average – 10 yards per catch because I mean he did that in in 2018 with Andrew Luck and he only had 27 catches I mean last year he averaged 15 yards a catch so I, I totally believe that he'll hit 500 yeah that's no question to me okay sure he had five receiving touchdowns last year he had two the year prior so I'm gonna go four what do you think I'm gonna go over I'm going to go over. Okay. I think I think he can hit five again. I do believe he can hit five again. Okay, cool. Well, that wraps up those four that we know are probably going to be are pretty locked for this roster. Yeah. Now the five and six. These are interesting because I honestly think right now as it stands, Marcus Johnson has a really good shot, and it's going to be hard to cut him. Um, he's a guy that's pretty familiar with the Colts system. He had some pretty decent games last year when everybody was getting injured. Uh, does Marcus Johnson have an 100-yard game this year? Are you going to go over or under on that? I'm going to go under. Um, as much as I like Johnson and what he's able to do when it comes to uh, some plays, we saw that one catch he had in the uh, Saints game. But I just don't know. With all the receivers that are on here, I don't think Johnson hits the 100-yard mark. Okay. And then we'll go Reese Fountain. He Over or under, do you think Reese Fountain makes this final 53-man roster? I mean, he's shown flashes, but let's face it, like up to this point, uh, due to some circumstances that he couldn't control, he has not really played significant snaps at the NFL level. Right. Uh, are you over or under on, on Reese Fountain making this roster? 
Yeah, I mean, we kind of had that situation with Deion Kane uh, last year as well, wondering how he was going to do with that. Um, you know, I, it all depends on what we see on training camp. It really does. It depends on how he does. Uh, I'm sure he's pretty close to 100% now. Um, but, yeah, I, I am over on Doris Fountain making this roster. I, I do believe that this man's ready to play and get going. So I'm, I'm over. Okay. Which must mean you're under on Desmond Patman making the roster and Ashton Doolin making the roster. Yeah. I I'm yeah. Ashton Doolin will probably be a, another one that'll fight for it, but Desmond I think still has a little bit of ways to go. Right. And he's only a rookie. So he has time. Yeah, He's only a rookie. He's got time. He's got time. I'm sure he can make it All at right. some point. Moving on to the tight ends. Jack Doyle, Mr. Consistent. He's been consistent for so long uh, with the Colts. Last year, he had 43 catches, uh, nearly 500 yards, about 450, um, and four receiving touchdowns. So he's never been the most flashy tight end, but he's been consistent. He's been a security blanket for his quarterbacks. So I'm going to put 50 catches for Jack Doyle this year with Phillip Rivers, upgraded quarterback. Where do you sit for Jack Doyle? Whew, that's a good one. Um, geez, uh, 50 catches. That's interesting. Uh, I'm going to say slightly under, slightly right. under, because you got Trey Burton and just the multitude of weapons. Phillip Rivers likes to throw it everywhere. So, and I think Jack Doyle's going to be a much bigger emphasis on the run game this year. So he might not get as many receptions. I do think he'll get around 40 to 45, but I don't think he's going to hit 50. I don't think so. Okay. That's fair enough. He had 450 yards last year. So I'm going to set it at 450. I know there's a lot of mouths that need fed. So what do you think, Derek? Again, I'm I'm right at that number. Um, I, I'm I'm probably gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna probably stick at that number, four fifty. I'm right on that. I think okay. Jack Doyle will do that. Yeah. And he had four receiving touchdowns, so I'll go five this next year. I'm I'm uh, going to stick at that number as well. I'm gonna stick right at five. Because he did that only one other time, and that was in 2016 with Andrew Luck. I don't believe he's going to go above five this year. Yeah, fair enough. All right, now we'll move on to Trey Burton, a new addition to this Colts tight end group. He uh, was injured last year, unfortunately, only caught 14 passes for 84 yards. But the year before with Chicago, he was pretty decent. He had over 50 catches, uh, nearly 600 yards, and six touchdowns. So I'll kind of do the same predictions here. Uh, 50 catches for Trey Burton. What do you think? Under. I'm going under. I think he'll have in the 40 range kind of the same thing as Jack Doyle, but I don't believe he's going to have over 50 catches. I don't think that he's going to favor Trey Burton over Jack Doyle that much more. Uh, Okay. 500 yards. I I think he can do that. I think he can because Trey Burton has a – just has an aspect of making more plays after the catch than Jack Doyle usually does. Uh, has a little bit more of that flashiness to him. So I think he actually can do that. Okay. And I'll go five touchdowns as well for him. I think he goes over. I think he goes over that. I think Trey Burton's more of a red zone uh, target for Phillip Rivers. So I'll go over. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Moelle Cox one-handed catches. Let's go three. I'll go under. Think? I'll go under for that one, unfortunately. 
<laughs> as much as I would love to see over, but I don't, I don't see that quite happening. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sweet. That would, would be that. sweet though. That, that, that video went viral, man. That thing was, that was amazing. I heard it on the radio live. That was announcer went nuts, man. Oh yeah. I bet. I mean, cause you know, Andrew Luck overthrew him and it's only cause you're six, five and you have like, 10, 10 and a half inch hands that you can just snag that thing. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. He, he's certainly a physical freak. I hope he puts it all together. He's got all those. Yeah, tools. I really do. I, I mean, he'd be tight end three, but I still want to see him use, get something this year. Dude's a Absolutely. big guy. He's a big guy. I mean, that's what you want in the red zone. Yeah. All right. Colts offensive line. Here we all go. Right. We're going to just, we're just going to have them all as a unit here. Okay. Because we could keep going, and it could take another thirty minutes to do. So we're just gonna we're just gonna break them down as a unit. Um, okay. So the Colts' offensive line's obviously been one of the better ones in the league. So let's let's they're shooting for top five, right? And the rushing attack. They, mm-hmm. they they've made that very clear. They shot for it last year, didn't quite get it. They've made some additions um, in their running back room, in their fullback room, their tight end room, uh, even their wide receiver room. They got a bigger receiver to hopefully help run block. So, will the Colts – the Colts will have a top five rushing unit this year, over or under? Over. I think it, it, it's apparent what they're trying to do here. You brought back Anthony Costanzo. You have two great tight ends, three great tight ends that can block. Roosevelt Knicks that you brought in to help bring in that rushing attack to help out on short yardage gains. And a lot of your wide receivers are very good at blocking. Zach Paschal doesn't get enough recognition for that. Michael Pittman's a good one too. So I really like what this this unit altogether is very good at blocking. So I do see this happening. Top five, I'm definitely over on that. I might be under just because they might be more efficient, but with the, you know, also adding Phillip Rivers, it might take away a little bit more of having to run it so much. Uh, that's a tricky one for me because I feel like they, they'll be more efficient, but I just don't know based off of how many carries they'll have this year, if they'll be a top five rushing you rushing team in terms of yards. Now maybe yards per carry or whatever it is, they might be top five. Right. But that's just kind of where I stand. I, I'm not sure how I feel on that. Uh, let's look at now protecting the quarterback, protecting Phillip Rivers, we know he's notoriously had one of the worst offensive lines year after year with the Chargers, but now he comes to the Colts and they have a pretty good unit in terms of protecting their quarterback. I mean, they've been one of the top units at protecting their quarterback for the past two years. So let's look at this. Phillip Rivers, less mobile than Andrew Luck, obviously, less mobile probably than Jacoby Brissett, honestly, at this point in his career. Uh, let's say, let, let's, let's look at how many sacks the Colts will allow. Do you think the Colts will be top five in protecting the quarterback this year? Yes, I do believe so. I think Phillip Rivers is going to get uh, – is might have some issues early. Um, and the funny thing is, you know, they say quarterbacks, they oftentimes when they go to a new team, they're very quick to get the ball out of their hands. Um, he's going to get more comfortable as time goes along. But early on, Phillip Rivers I don't think is going to get sacked that much early because Phillip is going to want to try to get the ball out of his hands quicker because he's just trying to get used to this new team and how to feel them out. So uh, I think it, they are going to be top five. I'm going to be over for when it comes to sacks allowed. Okay. All right. And then the passing offense. Do you think this will be a top 10 
passing offense this next year, over or under? Um, I'm going to say under, um, I think that this team can definitely be in the top half of the NFL. I do believe that they will. I think they'll probably be right in the middle somewhere, but I don't believe that they're going to be a top 10 because I just feel there are a lot of other teams that are going to be doing that. Now, efficient wise, I think the Colts can definitely get into that top 10, but in regards to explosiveness and yards and everything else that they try to do with their metrics, I think they'll be slightly under that, even though I do think they'll be right at above average level, though. And above average is a lot better than what they yeah, were than what it was last year. Yeah, we'll it's a take lot that. better than what it was. <laughs> Any day of the week, we'll take yep. that. Yep. So, cool. Well, that wraps up our look at the Colts over-under predictions for the offense. We will look at the defense in the next episode. Uh, so be sure to check that one out. Be sure to let us know. Uh, do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think the Colts will, you know, beat some of these marks or be slightly under? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. But for Derek and myself, thank you all for listening. And as always, go Colts.